Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dive into the thriving local arts, entertainment, and food scene with coasting editor Jerry Boggs and his guests. Let us be your guide to the creative South Coast. Welcome back, everybody, to another uh, Coastin podcast. Thank you for joining us in our tiny podcast studio. And we have another guest uh, with us today. Jamie, I'll let you introduce yourself to everyone. Hello. Um, my name is Jamie Aretsky. I'm the curator at New Bedford Art Museum Artworks. And I this room is not that small. I feel like well, okay, I've had you, apartments this size. You, you've just called me out because what happened is uh, we've invited a few musicians to come in. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to steal the NPR Tiny Desk concert Oh. Uh, vibe yeah. by calling it the tiny podcast studio concert. Oh, I ruined so, it. No, you didn't ruin it. You just <laughs> you just, uh, you just uh, pulled back the uh, the curtain. Yeah. You know, now that now the now Oz is all yeah. on display, you know, saying, "Look at our. It's not that tiny." Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about pulling back the curtain. Give me a curtain. I'm going to pull it back. All right. <laughs> so yeah, we actually just had. Uh, uh, Jeff Angeli come down from the uh, South Coast Fiddle Sessions came down before oh, cool. the Breaking Up Christmas and played Fiddle Force in here. So, uh, yeah, so we're trying to get more uh, kind of more fun museum-y. Yeah. Or uh, museum-y. You're museum-y. More fun music-y uh, <laughs> uh, guests in. But you are museum-y. So yes. uh, I was just up at the uh, at the art museum last week for a, a visit from the new Mass Humanities uh, director. Yeah. Uh, and I saw some really cool things. And I'm cool. glad you uh, agreed to come down and uh, talk to us. What's going on at the museum? What, what, what do you all have up right now? So we have like a lot of really exciting shows up right now, which um, is a funny thing. I mean, okay, I won't say that because we always have, we're the most exciting place on the planet. But like, I'm super stoked on the shows that we have currently. Um, first and foremost, we have our members show up, um, which is uh, an open call exhibition to all of museum members to apply. And we have an outside juror decide who's going to be in the show. And this year it was uh, one of the contemporary curators from Mass Mocha. So that was cool. And it's also nice that like, I'm not choosing the members because I know all of (laughs) most of them um and that show is so weird to curate and install because I kind of don't know what's coming in until the week it comes in um so it's a fun curatorial challenge but there's some really like every year I'm just like oh my gosh I like our members can really make some really good (laughs) stuff it's cool um one of the things I like about that show is that it's it's uh you know, just excuse me. Just looking at it last week, it's uh, since there's no theme, you get a little bit of everything. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a like an appetizer sampler or something like that. You know, you have some cool geometric stuff. You have some really big uh, kind of stand back and look at it stuff. You have yeah. sculpture. You have a little bit of everything in there. And I think that's a fun way to see art is is uh, is the sampler platter. Yeah, yeah. We like to consider ourselves the poo poo platter of. <laughs> All any of the museum world, um, but it actually kind of runs alongside like like um, m- curatorial mis- mission as well. Like that's a nice way of putting that because we don't have a um, 
collection. So I'm, I don't have to curate out of our collection, um, that our non-existent collection. <laughs> um, and we want the space to have something for everyone. And it's just been so cool to like walk in and there's like, um, like a Hudson River School painting exhibition, like Bierstadt. Um, and then there's like a super like gender non-conforming queerdo in the back gallery. And there's uh, a professor's artwork in another gallery. It's, um, you know, it's for us, it's really about accessibility for people and not just accessibility, like they can physically get into the building, but <laughs> also like um, that work is digestible or that we help people sort of not be scared of the museum space. Um, yeah, intimidated. Yeah. yeah. Museums are kind of intimidating from the A, like, do I belong here? B, if I break it, do I have to buy it? Uh, C, <laughs> I don't know I if I should say the answer things. to that over the radio. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, and, and just kind of like, uh, and that is something that the, the New Bedford Art Museum, it feels much more kind of like going at a, you know, a shop or a coffee shop or something like that than going in a museum where you're like standing behind the velvet ropes with your hands behind your back going, oh, yes, I see what they were doing here. Yeah, that, I appreciate that. Um, it's always a double-edged sword for me. And uh, one of our board members is also our uh, insurance guy. So when he like comes to events, he's always... He's Pete. He's, his name is Pete. He's like the best human. Um, but he and I both share levels of stress about people touching <laughs> things. But we, we usually keep them to ourselves unless there's like a sprinting child <laughs> who was running straight for a sculpture. Um, um, and then also you have up Who Saved Who, which I love. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, full disclosure, my girlfriend and I have an obscene nine animals, um, goats, horses, dogs, cats. What? Uh, yeah. So uh, it's, uh, it's like an arc, only uh, not very mathematically correct uh right so 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 i think i I really uh kind of understand the who saved who theme on that one and i know you're uh i've seen the pictures of you walking your dog last year when you all did the uh the the dog led hike through town so talk about that exhibit a little bit okay before i dive into who saved who which is maybe the best thing that has ever happened to that museum i are you do you have birds are you a bird guy no okay no Goats, goats horse dogs and cats Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so like nice animals, except for the cat. I don't like birds. I'm sorry. This is not a fair thing to say in this town. Maybe edit that out. <laughs> like, is, there, is there seagull trauma that we don't know about? That's like uh, no, dropping just to like, the surface. No, like birds so. as pets. Oh yeah. Like my grandma always had birds, oh. and I'm just like, what about this animal? Like you can't cuddle it. It like makes a lot of noise. Sometimes it talks back. You know, it's just like I don't. I don't want that. Um, anyway, Who Saved Who is a show um, that is really interesting. We just got, I just got a new boss this year. It's actually, she just finished her first year and she was coming from Worcester and Worcester Museum had a really epic cat show. Um, and it's, and shows like that are pretty popular um, for museums. They're, uh, f- you know, full disclosure, they're like uh foot traffic drivers um well it goes to that accessibility you know factor like you put that in a corner people walk past something they haven't seen before and say oh look at that yeah maybe they come back to see the other things well and it's also like that show was kind of curated and but also an open call to anyone in the community um so my favorite thing about the show is the age range of the artists uh the youngest artist we have is 15 years old um her mom called me and she's like how are we going to negotiate the, you know, the getting the work there? And I was like, 
why are why is the I don't want to be rude, but like why is the artist's mom calling me? And she's like, oh, uh, Abigail's fifteen. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, <laughs> and, I, and it was a funny sort of thing. I was like, I've never had. Um, that young of a person in one of our professional shows. Um, we do the t- our tape program. We've got kids showing in that, but it's less of a, it's, that's not a big deal for, for me legally. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, who saved? And then the oldest person is um, in their 70s. And, the, and I don't know for sure if he's the oldest person in the show, but William Wegman's in the show. Um, and William Wegman, uh, especially the videos that are currently in the show, um, it's like a, Dream like an art nerd curator dream of mine to show William Wegman. And in my third year as a curator, I got to do it. And um, I, I can't even. It's so cool. It is cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So so the video things takes me to another spot with kind of you. How, how long have you been on the job now? Three years. Three years. And so I know one of the things you've kind of talked about before, um, maybe with, with – uh, Don Wilkinson, when you had a beer with the artist, uh, the uh, the bar chat. Yes, uh, those are a little dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know he only lists the first drink. Yeah. Um, I think that's strategic. Yes, but uh, you talked about kind of doing more multimedia, more and and, and uh, you know the idea that that exhibits in a museum are not necessarily things hanging on a wall, mm-hmm. but it can be something a little bit more interactive, something more kind of out in the community. Um, and I, I think that's a kind of a passion of yours, is it not? Yeah, yeah. So um, when I came to the museum, there wasn't a lot of space to show video work the way it needs to be shown. And, um, and now we have multiple monitors and multiple projectors. And um, we actually have a um, new media gallery now, which we didn't have before. And that new media gallery is um, actually sponsored by Fiber Optics Center and, like, it it's amazing to have like a local business just be like, Hey, we support what you're doing. And, um, and it's, it's for that. We created a space for people working in the fourth dimension. So like anything that moves sound and stuff like that. So that's been a really cool, um, space to curate. Um, so we were just, uh, talking about it before we started, um, for an article coming up in this week's Coastin, uh, in Thursday's paper, uh, I was pulling some file photos of an event you had, um, I think it was an aha night, maybe when that, uh, space opened mm-hmm. and you had photography by Jeep. We, you had mm-hmm. a DJ come in and do some, uh, do some live music yeah. and, uh, things like that. And it was at the, uh, that was the opening party for that. Wasn't I be- it? I believe so. Oh my gosh. It feels like forever ago now, yeah. but yeah, Jeep, um, I think Jeep was technically our first artist in the Fiber Optic Center New Media Gallery. And, uh, yeah, we, and because their show was so much about um, queerness and, uh, like, gender nonconforming people um, and, and, like, club kids, Mm -hmm. that it's like, okay, like, we can't do a show about club kids and not bring in, like, a weirdo DJ and like try to throw a dance party in the awesome. museum. Um, so yeah, we did that and it was cool. That was very cool. And that will lead us uh, nearly seamlessly into yes. the uh, kind of the second part of our podcast, which is talking about the, uh, the new Bedford LGBTQ film festival. And for that, we're going to bring in a couple new guests. So I'll let you all introduce yourselves to our, uh, our listening audience. Hi, I'm Daniel Everton. I'm um, a born and raised resident from New Bedford, and I work on the New Bedford um, LGBTQ Winter Film Series. Hi, everyone. I'm Antonio Rodriguez, and I work here in New Bedford for the Greater New Bedford Community Health Center, and I'm also involved with the film series. 
So uh, the film series, this is the second year, is that right? Yes, the second year. So how did year one go? Oh, how did it go? It went really well. It did. It was it was kind of nuts. Um, well, first of all, we got Antonio out of year one. Yes. Um, which is maybe the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but year one, year one was uh, maybe a little crazy for the organizers because um, we have maybe 10 community partners. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but people showed up, um, and we had to move to a bigger venue this year, which is so exciting. That's excellent. Yeah. It was so good that we have number two coming, right? Yes. So that's how good it was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> people and, wanted it. And honestly, I think the reason it kind of feels a little crazy is because, like, it kind of just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I like I showed a film um, during my AmeriCorps VISTA position, um, The Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson, and, like, the community really responded to it and was like, hey, can we do this? And I was like, yeah, I'll be part of that. And then, like, in three weeks, we had our first meeting. Yeah, and was... we had a large roundtable of people like, okay, what do we want to do? You know, and <laughs> yeah. and so it was kind of amazing to have, like, so many different organizations that do service um, LGBTQ people um, in their own different ways to just, like, come together and be like, oh, let's do something fun, essentially. Yeah. And then we also wrote, you know, actually uh, another uh, a shameless plug for Coasting This Week. Uh, we have a kind of a first-person essay from you coming out yes. this week. And uh, how has the film series um, kind of helped develop a community um, in New Bedford that maybe was lacking, missing, uh, not cohesive? I'm not sure what the, uh, you know, kind of what, what the what the status was just based on kind of your, uh, your, yeah. your, your submission. So... Um you know, full disclosure, I'm gay. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be a surprise to anyone. Get that, out like, of this tiny office. <laughs> um, I'm kicked out from the tiny studio, studio um, which is sorry. tiny. Not an office. Like, I keep on messing up this room's name. The desk gives it away. It feels like an office feel. Uh, for the audio f- format that we're in, we are in a tiny room. Admittedly, to his defense, it is tiny. I know, But it's not like a closet. Like, no. it, it, it's a small room. Maybe, I mean, yeah. it'd be weird to shove three gay people into the closet, but like... <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, I think maybe a crime also. Yeah. <laughs> but you did. Did you purpose, just to circle back to this, yes. did you purposefully choose a very small desk for all this equipment because? <laughs> you know, I wasn't part of the uh, the furniture choosing department, so uh, I, I, I can't answer that. It okay. keeps the, I mean, it, it is so much so that we, we have equipment spilled over into the floor. It's yeah. so yeah. small. So. Well, and Antonio and Dan are just sitting on each other's laps. <laughs> yeah, they're all <laughs> yeah, losing. Yeah. Yeah. together over one microphone because uh, clearly we we weren't planning on having multiple guests. <laughs> Which we do appreciate. Thank you so oh, much. Thanks for, for coming that. in. Yeah, it's fun. And, I, I, uh... um, to like, I guess to what you're saying. So um, growing up, I'm transgender. I was um, born assigned to female. So everyone said I was a girl. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and I also like men. So like that was also another layer of like, well, because I was told a lot like, oh, you want to be a boy. I guess you're a lesbian or you want to like girls. Um, so that was also another layer of weirdness, I guess, for the South Coast area and growing up. And, um, and like, we were kind of had it, we had a little chat before we were recording. And, like, Antonio was really touching on something, like, that is very true, that I now see younger people seeing us, mm-hmm. like, hanging out and just doing our thing. And that's, like, really revolutionary. And, like, 
do you want to do you want to disclose? Do you want to tell everyone's secret? Like, do you want to tell your secret about P Town and what it's like to oh, see? Oh, your secret's not that you're also no. gay. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's not a secret anymore. Um, not in this town. Just kidding. Sorry. I just want to circle back to what you had asked about yeah. building a sense of community. And before we started, I was saying that I would go to P Town to find that. And I remember going for the first time with my partner probably 18, 19 years ago, 20 years ago. And I remember having to deconstruct what I was doing, which was I would only touch him and hold his hand or kiss him within the walls of my of our house. And when I went to Pete Town for the first time and I saw this tri- thriving, beautiful gay lifestyle where people were just themselves and we were the majority. I had to think thoroughly and, and let go of what, I knew which was to hold them or to share a gesture of love and care only between our walls in the house. So I remember for the first time, it took me about an hour. This is true, true, true. I was walking down Commercial Street watching all these beautiful men and beautiful women holding hands. And I said, maybe I could do that. I mean, like, I can hold your hand, right? I, I can hold your hand. And I remember having this cathartic experience where it was okay. It was accepting. So this thing that keeps you from being fully who you are, I experienced that opportunity in P-Town 20 years ago. And I want to create that feeling for those that are coming behind us, you know. And I like to think that in a way, you being who you are out and about, me being who I am out and about, I've, I've become somewhat of a little gay ambassador in the city <laughs> um, with a great fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> That's what makes you to, the little to, gay right. ambassador. To attest to the, the people again listening, I know this is not the best medium because we are all dressed very well, yeah. but this is an audio format. Um, your shoes are great. And, you know, I just know they have little flowers on yeah, them. Yeah, I do have a lot of shoe swag. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they match oh. my pants, which yes. also have flowers on yes. them. This is we we only get together just to share clothes. I, I think that's what know, that's what queer culture is. is just yeah. sharing clothes. Well, and also there's like only four outfits in queer culture, and no. there's a flannel I shirt. Think three in the of them are represented <laughs> right here. Yes. So. Um, um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, like Dan worked at the museum too, and you still work at the museum, but you're not there as much, unfortunately. But it was, um, I think there was a couple of times where like little kids would come up to Dan yeah. and be like, wait, someone like you can work here? Like, yeah. it's crazy. You actually shared with a, a story about kind of a, yeah. a girl coming up to you and saying like, so, you, you study and work in the arts? Like, yeah. they let you do that? <laughs> so like, it was the first time it happened was, um, we did a kind of like a little table session where like we just do a craft essentially and promote the museum and it's uh, it was the block party at um, Ingerham Place like that actually used to be my my preschool when I was a kid so like now it's this uh, it's community housing and like a few other things too there and um, I think it's like North Star is there that that little daycare thing I, I don't know what quite it does but there were children there so that's what I knew and. Um, there were some books that were like in Spanish and it was about like being like basically transgender of like the the princess boy, you know, and a few other things. And I was just like, wait a minute. They, well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. They, they just pointed like, at Antonio me. and I both looked at each other and was like, it's me. <laughs> and, um, and so and I was like, huh. And then there was a child who was a, a trans girl and, um, and, like there's that look across the room when you see another queer person or someone who may be also queer and you kind of like when you spot each other it's like oh there's another one here and and then you also go through your mental like rolodex of like do i know them and then uh when you find out you don't and you go greet each other and so she she kind of wanted to ask me if i was trans and i could tell that because she kept kind of like 
humming and hawing and kind of like uh, wanting to talk about herself a lot. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like expectantly looking at me like, oh, and you're going to say this. And so, <laughs> and so I kind of finally said, you know, you know, I'm transgender and, um, and she would like lit up and, and she was like, oh, you know, there's one other girl in my class too. And she's like, so are, do you like, do you work here? And I was like, well, I don't work here. Uh, I work for the art museum. And she goes, there's an art museum. <laughs> That's usually the one question. Yeah. Uh, there's an one art museum question. in New Bedford. Um, and then the other thing was like, you know, She's like, what do you do there? Like, I, I, I think she might have thought maybe I was a janitor or something. <laughs> I don't know because she was just like, deeply in her like, one, what does museum work look like? And I guess, and I said, well, you know, I go to school too, and I, you know, talk about history and I talk about art, and I get to come here to events and like do cool paper flowers with you guys. Um, and she was like, you can get paid doing that. And I was like, yeah. And she kind of said, like, in quarters, and I was like, sure. I mean, but, <laughs> I mean, she's pretty accurate yes, right? in yeah, the museum it's world. fairly accurate. And, um, and then it kind of hit me that, like, uh, like me growing up here, because, again, this was my old preschool, so it was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> flashbacks. And then, um, and then realizing, like, oh, I never met a transgender adult in New Bedford. I only met gay people in New Bedford. And... Nor did I ever see them out and about, like, working or even just, like, going to the grocery store. Um, oh, wait, no, I think maybe one person <laughs> could have been. I was probably, like, nine, stop and shop in the South End. Um, and I was holding a toy that I wanted my mom to buy me. And I think there was a trans woman that walked by. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, and we did the same thing of, like, looking across the aisle from each other kind of way. And it was just, like, I know something's different about you. And I think it's me. <laughs> it's that little recognition, like it, like like when ducks ducklings imprint on people. I think it's like that. <laughs> it's like that moment of like, uh, oh, I know you're like me. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you know that made such an such an impact that you remember you know yeah. holding a toy and stopping shop. Uh, and so with the film festival, I know there's a couple of different elements to it, and one is the community partners you were talking about providing mm -hmm. resources and being a place where you can. Uh, make information available say hey we have help we have assets we have resources we have things that you mm -hmm. can do the things that we, you know the community may need but then I guess we can't discount the idea of just kind of building that community and, and you know, like finding your tribe is such a popular cliche catchphrase yeah. Yeah. now but finding your tribe is a powerful thing to feel uh, like you belong and, and feel comfortable yeah especially when you, like most of the outside world has worked really hard to make you feel like you don't belong um and something we talk a lot about the museum and uh, and, and the world's changing which is great um but and when i think about these the four movies we have um it's about representation you know it's about creating a space where with our first our first movie is moonlight you know so creating a space where i feel like a young uh, black uh, queer kid sees that they they can see their self reflected. Um, you know, I I had that experience as a young person. Um, I didn't know I was gay, so I was like, Missy Elliott's so cool. <laughs> like that was basic. I was, there's something really cool about that lady. Um, I'm not outing Missy Elliott. I just get a vibe. Um, <laughs> so so 
you know, so we really sort of try to be thoughtful about the movies we select and uh, make sure that they're not uh, all falling within the categories that have already been out there so so much, which are typically white, uh, typically cisgendered and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited for the show. And last year we, we asked for feedback because anyone who's ever written a grant before knows that you need to do that. Um, and people were like, we loved it, but it was all documentaries that were like real bummers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, which is true. And so we tried to, uh, we did, we're doing all features this year. Nice. Yeah. That's a- and I think we all collectively agree that we're like, let's try and not do so many HIV sad movies. Yeah. Because like, I think that's like pretty much the genre fill up, if you will, in, in like, like the contemporary or like Oscar nomination society is always like, like the H-I- Philadelphia story yeah. like, uh, with Tom Hanks and whatever. Like those are the ones that always get put out and like the, we are queer cinema is always like weird, wacky rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, not having to always show those guys. And, like, well, I mean, a rom-com is fun. But, like, this one, uh, you and Antonio, you summed up Moonlight as, like, visual poetry. Yeah, it's... Sorry, it's one of my favorite movies for many reasons. (laughs) But, again, I just want to echo what you said. When I was 19, 20, 21, I was still struggling with who I was and where I wanted to be. And I would love to have a place like this, a forum where there was a movie series about my struggle, about who I am, about being a queer gay guy in the city of New Bedford. I feel like we are in a great part of the world, but at the same time, there's this incredible level of closetness in the city of Mm. New Bedford. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I've met more closeted gay men than I have men who are out. Um, And I've decided long ago to be out everywhere. I'm outside of my house. I'm out in my car. I'm out at work. I'm out on the streets. And I can't segment that anymore. I have to be me all the time. And I think there are some people, and not putting them down, but they live their lives according to their role. At home, they're whoever they want to be, and then to work, they're not so open. And I can understand that. But I want to create a a place in Ubefu where people feel comfortable being who they are all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, no, it is. And I think with that visibility, there comes a a level of normalcy. And it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to be lesbian. It's okay to be trans. It's just who you are. Like, just accept it, love it, and be it. And who gives a damn what people have to say, right? So part of my job and part of my work is to create a space where people can feel comfortable being who they are at all times, especially in when they come for their overall health. It's important for you to talk about who you are um, truthfully and honestly. So this forum, I would have loved to have this at 2021, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we are creating this. Last year, we had all kinds of ages. I saw seniors. Mm-hmm. I saw young kids. I saw parents and their kids. I saw couples, single folk and people that I've never met that I had the opportunity to meet for the first time in this incredible platform. So I think every single partner that's involved, because I think this is going to be more than a series. One day we're going to have a festival, and it's just going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. So come come down. You, you're yeah. going to love it. It's There's no excuse for you not to. It's free. We're, it's free. free. We're we trying to create a bigger snacks? thing here. Yeah, yeah there will be snacks. There will yeah. be snacks. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. refreshments. Cause, so... So it's, it's a free movie, and there's yeah. snacks, and yes. you're moving yeah. to a bigger venue? We're moving yeah. to the Whaling Museum in their theater. That's excellent. Yeah. Bring a date. It's free. <laughs> yeah, bring a date. Look. Be like, I'm so I'm so cultured. Bring them to the museum after, yeah. you know? And just be like... Speaking of the museum, I just became a member, and I do feel so cultured. <laughs> I got the student discount, but I am amazed by all the perks, by the way. So thank you. I just got my oh. card in the mail. I'm oh. really excited. I feel Good. so grown up. Yeah, I it's well and you know, um actually I don't feel any shame plugging 
the museum. <laughs> a little bit, but <laughs> shameless. They're, they're a partner in the film series, so right. it's not really like that much of a stretch. <laughs> Look, it's cheap to be a member at this museum. <laughs> it's usually not cheap to be a member. For like 35 bucks, you can be a member of a museum, and that means you always get in free. Um, if you become like a like a higher tier member, you get in free to most museums. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff. Don't forget the 10% discount of all items. Yeah, the art gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, 10%. 10%. This is why we have Antonio because he's like the hype man. <laughs> he's the best. And hype I'm man. also a hype man, so it's just like when you get both of us together doing something, I think we could like possibly move walls. <laughs> yeah, these two have complimented my outfit like 17 times. <laughs> it's because I want it. <laughs> I know. Secretly, secretly, it's all like angst that we don't have it. So yeah. Actually, I have that shirt that yeah. you're currently wearing. Yeah, we discussed it. It is a staple in yeah. our the, country. My, my shirt is a flannel, very lumberjacky. It's buffalo plaid. It's not like normal plaid. Yeah. Um, buffalo plaid is very specific. Yeah. It's the only thing that touches this body. I'm also um, going to plug that I'm single and I could use a date to any of these movies. So if you like to reach me, my number is. I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll, we'll do like a dating game at one of them. That'd be funny. Especially for February, which is... It, the February is um, Cloudburst, which it talks about uh, an older lesbian couple. And it kind of touches about the issues of like... Uh, uh, being a senior and your family and also not having legal partnership rights too and also aging and so I was like oh that'd be a great like February romantic thing and it'd be kind of funny if we did like I know speed dating afterwards I've been trying to I seriously been trying to push speed dating at the museum now yeah and I don't think I can't make it happen yeah, really? <laughs> yes. you should have something for National Single Awareness Day aka Valentine's Day <laughs> I think I think I could be like an MC for that because Dude, you're like, going to be... I want to be an MC for that. I have a lot of conversation for people. I feel like I could arm wrestle both of you and win. So, so right now we have Maybe. multiple <laughs> MCs, but no participants. Yes. Yes. I see the, the, the fault in your business model. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we're a non-profit, so yeah. that's the fault in your business model. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, do you have any more questions, Jerry? Uh, well, like, for one thing I want to ask about, you know, I, I kind of briefly touched on the uh, the resources available. Do you want to talk a bit more about um, what resources will be available during the film series? For if uh, yeah, I mean you know, I mean it, you're clearly doing spoonful of sugar come in for a free movie. Here's some things you can learn. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to come and learn some things, yeah. what uh, yeah. what things can you come learn? You can also come for free condoms. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah. Seven which, Hills Behavioral and Greater New Bedford. The, the boys always bring free who condoms. Jamie pointed at. I <laughs> pointed. Nobody's. No, we're not I pointed at Jerry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like, it's not just sh- just a movie. We have uh, yeah. panelists after. Like, mm-hmm. and last year our programming. I mean, not to brag, but was pretty radical. Like, yeah. um, we were having conversations about prison abolition. We were having conversations um, um, about indigenous um, uh, culture around a two-spirit person. And um, and Charante performed. Oh, and there was, like, a performance. Yeah. Storytelling, uh, you know, like... So really it's cool. way more than just a movie. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's called, an experience. It's, an, it's a it's a gay experience, and it's not just for gay people. Yeah, I, there's a um, there was a senior straight couple who went to pretty much every one except I think maybe April's. I think they didn't come, and they were just like, it was really nice to see everyone just being you know doing whatever, and I got to learn a lot. Like, <laughs> and so I think also for straight people like who are like, I don't I don't know anything about gay people or whatever and they just see us 
like in a way kind of being like a zoo experience in a way but like a friendly zoo a petting zoo I didn't know no it's a, it's a petting zoo I want to add that we actually had we actually had uh, Seven Hills there as well testing, yes. testing um, yeah. so there's a lot of community resources and we try to center people I mean sorry bring people into into whatever services they need there'll be some mental health um, lists there Greater New Bedford Community Health Center will be there Seven Hills um, the women's center the women's center so like they talk a lot about domestic abuse and YWCA is about empowering young women in the southeastern area too and about all the resources that affect everyone sometime in their lives yeah. you know gay straight whoever so yeah oh and the um so our one of our newer members the new bedford free public library is going to do like a pop-up library too so oh, like oh, that's I, a thing awesome. yeah that. yeah that, that was new yeah me and bethany um Quido has been talking about that Good so job. i was like yeah that's cool and most importantly i'll wear all kinds of shoes so there'll yeah. be four opportunities for you to see my shoes yeah. <laughs> so, so you're pledging now I'm to pledging. not repeat shoes are you gonna any wait a second are you gonna do a beyonce where you have she changes like, that's what so i was gonna yeah, ask like, like is there gonna be costume changes i have to get a staff for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well there is like a large curtain at the museum at the whaling museum and like there was a, a large curtain yeah. <laughs> there was Listen, a large curtain we you know how i feel about curtains <laughs> There's that giant heart sculpture. Maybe you can go in and like, because because they let kids go in. I'm like, I'm sure they let us grown ups like go in and like you can just change your shoes yeah, right. and come out and it's like a Beyonce experience. But I just want to remind everyone that it does start at the last Sunday of every month, mm -hmm. January, February, March, and April. And it was such a good time. It was an incredible, inclusive place to be. Uh, please come all, all of our allies, all of our people. It was amazing to see what we started because sometimes I wonder, where is gay life in New Bedford? Where are the gay people in New Bedford? Because we create a circle for ourselves and we don't really tend to branch out, but so many folk came out. And I think oh, yeah. that's part of the success of that what we're doing today is because we did I think organically built a sense of community that we're lacking in the city I think you know I per se I don't know where to go in the city to I mean I'm I am myself everywhere now so but <laughs> my point is it's good to be around our tribe you know yeah and not have to have like an alcoholic place or like you know or like a strict venue of like oh we only do the gay night at this particular right hour Monday night yeah, yeah or whatever mm -hmm. and so I think that's really important for people who are also like don't drink or also too young to drink and yeah, oh having to go inclusivity yeah, yeah you don't feel like oh this yeah. is our night you know every absolutely. night's your night come on yeah. what the, you and know? I happen yeah. to go to Providence or Provincetown to feel that you can be seen and heard and respected and included so I think that's what most important visibility yeah. and so it's on the twenty seventh. Uh, starts 1 p.m. at the Welling Museum, uh, Johnny Kick Hill, 1 to 4 p.m. with Moonlight. And if someone wants to find out more, find out more dates, Ooh. follow you all online. Yes. So we do have a Facebook, the New Bedford Winter... No. New Bedford, wait, <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. Um, I know, I know he's going to edit. Actually, you can keep this in. Yeah, I always keep love it in the, because yeah, it's, uh, yeah, keep it's, it in. Uh, but weird. we can pretend that I may actually get this right. The New Bedford LGBTQ Winter Film Series. Um, it's on Facebook, and if you look that up, you can find it. We can also find more information on South Coast LGBTQ Network, which is sclgbtqnetwork.org. And um, they are changing their website soon. So if you see, like, an error message, just refresh the page. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. like, because yeah. they are updating it, um, which is nice because, like, we are now in the 21st century, which. <laughs> we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. Websites, man. I know. Speaking <laughs> of websites. You I think they're going to stick around. Yeah. <laughs> you can find this information as well at the Art Museum's website. Yes, too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, plug. And we we have the schedule in Coaston this week, and we'll have it online at southcoasttoday.com. The gays are we're plugging, everywhere. We're yes. plugging everything possible right Let's now. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. everyone, any, any any closing remarks? Any uh, last words? Just come come watch a movie and have fun. Like yeah. it's uh, you'll see us it's a simple thing. definitely, and you'll see we are the most dressed, well dressed people in the room. Stop it. <laughs> so we're easily identifiable. Well, um, I, I was going to say you're saying in this room, so that only leaves me, and I think it's a small. A small <laughs> oh, like, oh, not oh, a oh, 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 this room. I mean, I meant uh, the no. Whaley Museum's room. I'm sorry, Jerry. Me, no, <laughs> that was my mishap. Reporters yeah. are not well known for their. Uh, sartorial splendor yeah uh, my girlfriend makes fun of uh, every reporter looks rumpled and like they've been sitting at a desk for five hours I'm like, yeah. what? that's what happens yeah like yeah so, we, we need like uh, another mark ruffalo like like when the movie spotlight it's not yeah it's i not, know it's, it's not, not as glamorous accurate. as yeah, that no, nothing none of that is accurate but I wish. It's, uh, yeah. yeah dude i wish am i gay with mark ruffalo yes i, I know i am i don't think that, I, don't, I don't i think that's a moment in time where i feel pretty straight what if, what if we what if we what if we at him and maybe he comes to the first <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, I know that you're listening, listening to, to this, this. particular yes. podcast. Exactly. Yes. We all want to marry you. Yes. Um, and please come down. To the and it's legal now. And I'll sign yeah. a prenup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I have to be willing to sign a prenup because he yeah, has all that Marvel if, movie. Money, well, and what if know? Mark Ruffalo took your shoes in the divorce? Yeah. Then you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, deal, we've had a deal breaker, but yeah. uh, thanks, thanks You're for coming in. Well, thanks for so joining thank us. Well, for I, I appreciate that. It was I just had to go for the easy joke. I just <laughs> want to say, guys, come on, come over, come see a great show. Come by yourself. Come with a bunch of friends. Come with a date. We'll be there. Bring a date for Antonio. No. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.